Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. series uh, um, Undercover Boss. We're going to be taking communion at the end of today's message, so make sure that you don't leave early, parents. I know the drill. You're trying to get there before the rest of the crowd. I got, I got it. I know. I know. But make sure that you stay for communion with us today as we take that corporately as a body. Um, good news is this. We don't have the junkie communion anymore with the peel thing and the cardboard like wafer you're like <laughs> um, give me the juice and then it tastes like the juice is rotted right um, so fresh communion for all today right fresh communion so let's it's the little things it's the little things um, but that is going to be happening today and next week is Memorial Day weekend I want to let you know we will not be having our third service next week so if you show up to third service the rapture did not happen we simply are not having third service because because we know a lot of you aren't going to be in attendance, and we're going to have plenty of room. However, I will be here next week, so I hope that you show up. You invite somebody. I'm not just going to be here. That means I'm speaking, too, okay? Some of you are like, yeah, you're here, but you're not preaching. Like, I see what you did there. You didn't lie, but you gave up. Anyways, I'm preaching. I'm here. I'm ready to go already for next week. Today, um, as we get into our message, I want to let you know I'm going to talk to you today about glow-ups and power songs. Glow-ups and power songs. And I don't have a lot of time, so we're going to dive into this. Our text for this series is found in Romans chapter 6, verse 12. It says, don't let sin control the way you live. Don't give in to sinful desires. Don't let any part of your body or any part of your life, Right? Become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, there's a better way. Give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body, all aspects of your life, as an instrument to do what is right. Not so that it points to how good you are and how great you are and how smart you are and how wise you are. But so that it is used for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, no longer your boss, no longer in control of you, for you no longer live under the requirement of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Today, I want to talk to you about dealing with your past and not allowing your past to become the boss of you still, not allowing things that have happened in your past to keep affecting your present and dictating 
your future. Uh, I was reading a book. See, I read books. And in one of the books I was reading, there was a story about a lady named Jill Price. Um, Jill Price can tell you anything that happened after February 5th, 1980. She can tell you what day of the week it was, what she did that day, and any major event that took place that day. She can even tell you what the weather was like. She has a condition called hyperthysmatic syndrome, totally butchered that, which is an automatic autobiographical recall of every day of her life from the age of 14 on. So this is what this kind of looks like. We tend to remember emotional experiences or significant events like a graduation, right? Like a first kiss, your wedding day. You better remember your wedding day. A big game, an epic adventure, right? Um, We also remember embarrassing moments as well. When I say embarrassing moments, things are flashing in your mind, right? Things flash into my mind of embarrassing things like being pantsed by Brad Bible in sixth grade in front of Kelly McElwee in my whole sixth grade class, right? That, like losing your retainer in elementary school and digging through spaghetti pudding green bean day with rolls um, at, at school. You know, I, I remember these moments, you know, like, like we remember traumatic moments that have happened in our life, like not being able to sit on the bus, a uh, uh, seat on the bus, but having to ride on the floor because everybody was playing Forrest Gump. You can't sit here, right? Um, when I was getting, trying to get on the bus in mid-high, and, and, and some of you are like, you need counseling, Justin. I don't need counseling. You need counseling, right? Like, I'm fine. You're fine. We're all fine. Um, we're all dealing with things. But hers goes deeper. Studies suggest that just 3% of life events are highly memorable. So over the course of a year, approximately 17 experiences make the cut. The other 97% just fades to black called our subconscious. But for Jill, that's not true. Jill remembers everything since she turned 14. She remembers the final episode of MASH. Some of you are like, what's MASH? Shut up. that it aired on February 28, 1983. She remembers it was a Monday. It was rainy and her windshield wipers wouldn't work. This might seem like a gift if you're playing Jeopardy or trying to remember birthdays and names. That'd be great for me. But there's a huge downside. In her memoir, The Woman Who Can't Forget, Jill says this. Imagine being able to remember every fight you've ever had with a friend. Every time someone lets you down, all the stupid mistakes you've ever made, the meanest, most harmful things you've ever said to people and those they said to you, then imagine not being able to push them out of your mind no matter what you try. For Jill, the emotions aren't dialed down by time. They are just as potent as the day she experienced them. As I grew up and more and more memories were stored in my brain, Jill says, more and more of them flashed through my mind in this endless barrage, and I became a prisoner to my memory. And while some of us may not have the, 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 the medical condition that Jill does, a lot of us have become a prisoner of our past. And we have allowed our past, and we have allowed hurtful situations, and we have allowed embarrassing situations, things that we have done, that we knew knew better, right? We knew we shouldn't have done it. Things that, 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 that we don't want to talk about, things that, that, that we have regrets, things that were heartbreak, things that were hard, and some of those things have held our lives hostage because here's the reality. 
When we're dealing with things we regret and when we're dealing with our past that we're embarrassed about and when we're dealing with things that were hurtful, a lot of times something sneaks in and it is a companion of our past called shame. And what I can tell you about shame is this shame is a really, really horrible boss of your life. In fact, shame is something really, really dysfunctional that should not be in control of your life. Defined shame means this, a painful feeling of, hum, of humiliation or distress caused by wrong or foolish behavior. And shame, man, man, shame in our past, it's crazy. I know people who will not go to their school reunion, right? And it's not because they just don't want to, it's because they are too embarrassed to go back to their school reunion because of who they were when they were a teenager. I'm like, but you're 70 years old, right? Like you're, you're 50 years old. They won't even remember you now. Like they don't, you know, like they don't, they, and, but, but they won't go back because of who they used to be and their past still has this thing called shame that is controlling and has some sort of rule, some sort of effect on their life. And here's the good news for you and for me. There's a better way for you to live. You were not intended and you were not created to let your past dictate your present, to let your past dictate your future. There is a better way for you to live this life out. And if we're going to live it out better, and if we're going to make sure our past isn't the boss of our life or shame isn't the boss of our life, then there has to be a paradigm and there has to be a shift in how we deal with our past. And it's our first point today. You don't have to be defined by your past, but you can't keep denying it either, right? You can't keep denying it either. At some point, you've got to deal with your past. Give you a little bit of reference point here. Paul, when he is writing most of the New Testament, many times he would revert back to who he was before, who, before he found Christ. And he would call himself, man, I was the chief of sinners, right? It's not that his past never existed. It's that it didn't define him, and it became part of his story, part of his journey. And some of you, we wanted to, our, our strategy for our past is pretending like it never happened. Like, I'm just going to move on, and that didn't happen, and I don't know you, and uh, are you Justin Graves? No, I have no idea who you're talking about. Like, I'm done. No, did you go to Hefner Junior High? No, no. Did you get pants by Brad Bible? No, no, no. I don't know what you're talking about. Were you the kid looking for your retainer in the, in the, in the trash? At the cafeteria? Uh-huh. I don't, I don't know. What are you talking Like, that's not me, right? It's like we're in denial, and we don't ever want to deal with our past. And, and, and here's the problem. For a lot of us, the reason that our past is, is still in control of our present is because we deal with our past in one of three ways. Right? We bury it, we blame others, or we beat ourselves up. We bury it, we blame others, or we beat ourselves up. And here's what I would say. For you that are burying it, you are denying it. You're like, it just didn't exist. Nobody mess with it. Let it rest. Let it be at peace. Man, can I tell you, God wants to use part of your past so that they can see the greatness of where God has brought you to right? God wants to use where you have come from and how, you ha how he has restored your life and the testimony and the power that has come from 
what you used to struggle with, what you used to be, man, there is power in seeing where God has brought you from. But that power never gets to come to part of the other people's story. It never gets to be part of your story, part of your testimony, part of your ministry, as long as you're bearing it. And for you, hear me today, not even about other people. For you, there's power in seeing where God has brought you from. Because all of us have had dark days. All of us have had dark moments. All of us have parts and times that we wish we could forget about. My time was fifth grade through ninth grade. It was dark moments, man. There was days I don't think my parents came into my room on purpose. They were like, he's a weird, weird kid. My grandma gave me a box of pictures. Um, Actually, my, my, my cousin gave me a box of pictures from my grandmother that my grandmother had kept. And I understood the depth of love that my grandma had, that she could love me through such awkwardness. And that she actually kept pictures because she was like, that's my grandson. Let me show you three pictures real quick of the depths of where I've come that I've never shown anyone before. The first one is this one. Um, This was on Easter Sunday. Um, This was the beginning of fifth grade. I believe that hat was an OP hat and everything else was Bugle Boy. Um, Let's go. Um, this was, this was the, this is the beginning stage. Okay. Um, I'm going to take you to the middle stage, uh, probably somewhere about sixth or seventh grade. This is casual Wednesday for Justin, um, with his parents. If you can go to the next picture for me, um, right there. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I'm standing like this. I don't know what's happening with my hair. Um, I, I do know why my sister and who took this picture, right? Like nobody said, say cheese. I'm the only one ready. Like this is a first for me. My mom and sister are like, what? What's going on? Um, here's the last picture. This is the one that makes Casey swoon right there. That's, you want to know how I got Casey to marry me? Right there, right? Like she got weak in the knees. Like, whoo, look at all that fella. pretty good that's as good as it got I'm telling you that was as those were good pictures and here's what I'm telling you at age 45 you're like man you had a glow up in your 40s right that doesn't a glow up is when you look better than what you looked like Right? And I think we can all agree I look better (laughs) than how I did. I'm not saying I'm a looker, right? But I'm saying I at least look better than what I did look like. And can I tell you, some of you, it's time for you to have a spiritual glow up. Right? Some of you, <laughs> you're hiding out because this is who, and who would want to see that? And, and no, I'm, I'm just so embarrassed, but you can't appreciate all that God has done and all he's brought you through if you don't take time to thank him for where he's brought you from. And some of you, you are cheating yourselves out of the ministry and the power. God wants to use your story and your life to minister to others. And can I tell you, it brings great encouragement to yourself when instead of burying your past, you reflect on it, and you let God use it for your present and to lead your future because your future's bright. Don't bury your past. Others of us, we blame others. It's my parents' fault, right? It's my friends' fault. 
I mean, they, they, they did all kinds of things, and they were horrible influences, and, and we want to blame others. But hear me, at some point, you got to own your own actions. Man, we live in a culture that just feels like we're entitled to everything and don't want to accept responsibility for anything. And that's just not biblical, man. If you're going to be who God has called you to be, you got to own up to what you have done at some point because nothing's going to get better by you continuing to blame others. And I am not talking about if you've been in an abusive situation or if something happened to you that you couldn't help. Hear me, for a lot of us, we're still blaming other people for the wrong that we did. And this is nothing new. It says this in Matthew, I mean, in Genesis chapter 3. Verse 12, since the beginning of time, this has been happening. And I'll set the stage up a little bit. You know the story. Creation's happened. God has created Adam, and then he created Eve, right? And they're, they're, everything is great, and they're in paradise. You know, um, almost paradise. Um, but they are in paradise, and everything's going great. And all of a sudden, a snake, I know some people say a serpent. I say a snake because I hate snakes. A snake comes up, and it's a talking snake. Why would you talk to a snake, Eve? Like, oh, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Anyways, a snake comes and talks to her, and is like, hey, hey, girl, like, um, why don't you eat some of this fruit, right? And so comes up, you should hear the Bible in my head when I read it. Um, hey, girl, here's some fruit. Why don't you take some of this fruit? And she eats it, and she realizes, holy cow, I don't have any clothes on. And she gives some to her husband, right? Because she's like, you got to see what I'm seeing. And so he takes some, and he's, he's, he's like, holy cow, girl, neither one of us have clothes on. And so they go and hide because they realize for the first time they're naked, right? And God comes up, and he's calling for Adam, and he's like, Adam's hiding out. And he says, man, I was afraid to come out because I realized I was naked. And God's like, who told you you were naked, right? Like, so this whole this whole discussion is happening and verse 12 says this this is Adam it was the woman <laughs> the woman right I love this he's like if you think if you ever get in an argument husbands let's do a little marriage advice and you call her the woman this is not going to go well for you right it was the woman. I didn't ask for this woman. Like, you're the one that put me asleep and took this little McRib out and made a spicy sandwich over here out of my rib, right? Like, I was, like, I, I didn't ask for this, right? And this was what is going on. And, and he's like, it was the woman, right? It's her fault. I'm blaming her. And check this out, that you put here with me. Adam is actually blaming God. Like, let that see just for a second. It's the woman and your fault, God. Like, it's all your fault. The man said, she gave me some of the fruit and I ate it, right? And can I tell you, we've been doing this forever, guys. Like, we keep eating stuff that our wives give us. We tell us if this is good. Okay. And we're like, oh, no, no, no. It's awful. It's bad. It's been bad for two months. We eat anything. Like, Adam's been doing it forever. And we want to blame others for what we have done and the free will and the free choice that we took on our own regards and our own responsibility in your past isn't going to get better as long as you keep blaming others for it. The other thing is this, is that we beat ourselves up. If you've been in a situation, man, something was taken from you. It was abusive. It was hurtful that you didn't ask for. 
say things like, man, I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't never put myself in that situation in the first place. I, sh I, I should have known better. I should have asked for help sooner, right? I should have seen some signs and we, how could I have? How could I have been so stupid? How could have this have happened? If God loved me, how, how can we, and we beat ourselves up and we beat ourselves up and we beat ourselves up. And here's what I want to tell all of you, all three different areas is this, is that God's power and his restoration is way, way bigger and way, way greater than your mistake, than the abuse that you've gone through, than your past. And you don't need to be ashamed of it any longer. You don't have to be afraid of it any longer, but you can lean into it because you understand God is a restoring, redeeming God. And here's what has to happen in your life. There's got to be a shift, a paradigm shift that happens with the way that you define your life. And it's our second point is that you stop defining yourself by what you've done wrong. And instead you begin to find, to define yourself by what Christ has done right. There's a big, big difference. You stop defining yourself by all that you've done wrong, and instead you start defining yourself by what Christ has done right. Several years ago, we're at Disney World, we're on a ride called It's a Small World, and the ride stops, and we are just stuck in a boat while a bunch of these creepy looking dolls are singing It's a Small World. And if you wanna know the most annoying song in the world, is it's a small world. It's a small world after all. And I mean, this is playing 15 minutes, same song, same dolls. I'm about to get out of the boat and choke out some dolls. I'm just like, right? Like neck broke, neck broke, neck broke, right? I'm just like, I'm done. I'm about to John Wick them all. I'm just like, stop it. Stop right now. And the problem was we would go through Disney World and I would keep hearing it's a small world. Like it was just in my head and it was annoying and it was annoying and I could not get it out of my head. And can I tell you, some of us, we have the same problem with our past. We keep playing the wrong song, the wrong mantra in our head and we keep thinking, man, we hear things and we hear sayings, once a cheater, always a cheater. All right, oh, if he did it before, he'll do it again. If she's done it before, man, I know they're an addict. Will they really, really recover? And we hear all the things and the naysayers, and it starts playing a song that's annoying, and it doesn't seem you can get past, and it doesn't seem you can get past. When I was running back in my running days, there was this uh, uh, feature on my iPod that takes you back, not my iPhone, my iPod. Um, that I had, and when I would be dragging, when my, when my jog was getting hard, there would be a power song, and you hit this button on your iPod, and you would go directly to your power song. And man, I would be dragging, I feel like I'm gonna pass out, I'm side-stitching, whatever it may be, I'm hurting, I'm just done running, right? And I would hit this power song that was Hearts on Fire off of Rocky IV, um, greatest power ballad of all time. When you're working out, I gonna lift 500 pounds now, right? Like, Drago. And so, I mean, I'd hit it and I'd just be like, oh, I'm going, I'm going, I'm ready. I'm going, going, going. Why? Because there was a new song going through my head. There was something new that was pushing me on. And some of you that you are dealing with your past and shame is going on, you need a new power song to your life. You need a new power song that defines your reality. And it is found in 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says this, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior. He is a new 
creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, your past, the mistakes, the things done, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away, and behold, new things have come, because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Can I tell you, this means that if you were an addict, that does not mean you can't become a recovered person, man. That recovery is possible for you. If there was adultery and unfaithfulness in your marriage, that doesn't mean it has to stay in your relationship that you are in now. If you were divorced, you were not defined by that divorce, but he makes you whole and complete and new and you can love again. Man, if you were a fool at one point, you can become wise. If you were lost, you can become found. If you were a sinner, you can be a child of God because he is a redeeming God that wants you to have a new reality, a new slogan, a new song in your life. It says this in Romans chapter 8. Verse 1, it says, so now there's no condemnation. That means no penalty. There's no penalty for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. My favorite part of this passage is so now. Right? Other passages say, therefore, or now there is. Man, once Jesus is the Savior of your life, you stop defining yourself by all that has happened, and you start defining yourself, well, therefore, my life is measured by what he has done instead of all that I have done. Right? There's this therefore moment. And some of you are waiting to have this therefore moment when it's there for you for the taking. Just grab a hold of it and start defining your life by what he has done for you instead of what has been done to you or what you have done in your past. Because just shame and your past doesn't get to run the show and doesn't get to be the boss of you any longer. Let me leave you with this last thing. It's almost a whole different sermon. But for you that you have gotten over your past, for you that, man, your past is something that is a tool that you use for part of your ministry, for part of your story. Let me, let me share this with you. When you get past, when you get over your past, extend the same courtesy to others. When you get over your past, extend the same courtesy to others. My hope is that every sinner in Tulsa comes into these doors and they don't hear whispers about all they've done before they came in. Right? But they can experience the same change the same, but Justin, you, you don't know. No, I don't know. But what I do know is that Jesus died for them just like he died for you and me on the cross. Right? And he brought forgiveness. And, and there's, no, there's no great of sins. There's great of consequences, but there's no great of sins. And man, he died for that sinner just like he died for me. And your job and my job is to extend the same courtesy to those who are still struggling with their past. In fact, it says this in John 13, verse 34. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, that you are also to love one another. By this, all people will know you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. That's our job. That's our role. If you're not struggling with your past, man, that's amazing. Make sure that you're letting other people get past their past. And if you're struggling with it, hear me. Now, therefore, so now, 
There's no penalty. There's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. You are new. You are redeemed. And he runs the show of your life instead of your past mistakes and your past life. Instead, let your past be a tool that he uses so that there can be a spiritual glow up in your life. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And God, I pray for any person that is here that is struggling with their past. Any person here that, man, it's just been a struggle to get past what has happened to them, what they have done, decisions that were made, that, Lord, they almost feel defined by what they have done and what has happened to them. Lord, I pray that our... Our lives would not be defined by our past any longer. That, Lord, we would not allow our past to boss us around anymore. But that instead of it running the show, it would be a, become a tool that we can use. Lord, it can be something that we use to relate to other people. Something we can use to show the redeeming power of Jesus in our life. So, Lord, for that person that's struggling today, For that person that's still carrying the weight of shame, for that person that's still carrying the weight of their past around, I pray that they would find freedom in you today. And that there would be a new power song to their life. There would be a change and there would be a so now moment. There would be a therefore moment that because Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of my life, therefore, so now, There's no more condemnation. There's no more penalty. I pray move and work in our lives and let us define our lives by what you have done instead of all that we have done. It is in Jesus' name I pray with heads bowed and eyes closed today. If you're here, you say, Justin, I'm here today. And man, I'm not where I should be in my relationship with Jesus Christ. We want to give you a chance to change that. Today, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you know, you know, you know this. Nobody has to tell you. Nobody has to point to a specific part of your life, but you know where you're at isn't where you should be at, and you need to recommit your life and get things right. I'm going to count to three, and whether you're here today or you're watching online, all I'm going to ask you to do is raise your hand, and we're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. Yeah. Is there anyone else? You join this one hand that's lifted. You just say, Justin, that's me today. Yep. Yep. I got you. Is there anyone else you join these two hands that are lifted before we go any further in service today? You just say, that's me. Yep. Is there anyone else you join these three hands? You just say, man, there needs to be a therefore so now moment for me because where I'm at isn't where I should be. And you just join these three hands before we go any further in service today. If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. And I confess that I've sinned, that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I turn away from the life that I was living. I repent of it, and I turn to you. And I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. 
I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. It is in Jesus' wonderful name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or in need of prayer or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at Nicole at foundationschurch.tv. you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.